98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines... Nurses warn a protective clothing shortage could lead to coronavirus infections within hospitals. The number of cases on board a cruiser liner quarantined in Japan rises to over 170, and the head of the WHO says the outbreak can have far-reaching social and political consequences. The head of the main nurses' union says a potential shortage of personal protective equipment, or PPE, could increase the chances of in-hospital cross-infection of the Wuhan virus, now officially called COVID-19. The Association of Hong Kong Nursing Staff says it won't be taking industrial action over the matter, but will ask members to call its hotline when there's insufficient protection at their workplace. Joseph Lee is the association's chairman and a legislator. Those were uh, authority announced that there will be uh, very uh, rapid drops in, in terms of stocks of PPE from three months to one month. And now uh, the risk of community outbreak is a very high and the the cases between uh, rapidly increase, and that means more patients will be isolated and more suspect cases will be admitted. With the shortage of the PPE in the front line, then we are challenging the DHA how to ensure that the cause infection will not be happening within hospital ward and within hospital. The former chairman of the Institute of Surveyors says some renovators in the construction industry lack proper knowledge about plumbing. Kenny Jay says some simply rely on their experience and may not even know the correct standards for modifying discharge pipes. Officials are investigating whether incorrect plumbing at a Qingyi public housing estate may have been involved in transmitting the coronavirus. Here's Mr. Jay. I think the owners or the uh, occupiers should not modify their drainage system at their own. If uh, they want to modify their drainage system, they must um, appoint a professional to design and uh, give advice and appoint an appropriate registered contractor to carry out the work in order not to do some unauthorized work or unauthorized drainage modification. Some Yao Qinmong district councillors have urged authorities to take action against bad hygiene in, in an area in areas fearing it may help spread the coronavirus. The councillors inspected 110 buildings in the area and found a number of black spots, especially badly maintained drainage in older blocks and subdivided flats. They were also concerned by short-term hotels near residential units. Describing these black spots as bombs, the councillors called on the hotels to close until the outbreak stabilizes. Suzanne Wu represents Yaomate South. We should prosecute those who throw their used masks indiscriminately in the street, in the buildings, uh, didn't put it in the covered bin, and also educate the residents to take good care of the building and the environments. And also, we ask the authorities to prosecute those who uh, unlawfully change the drain, the pipe, and also ask them to immediately improve the design especially the building department should have more inspection and to prosecute. Ms. Wu also says grassroots communities are more at risk if there's a community outbreak because of their financial situation and cramped living space. A lot of them is only renting a place. The owner is very old or they only operate in a business model. If you don't want to live in that area or you complain, they just ask you to go. They don't have much choice if you have very limited budget for your rent. All kind of building they live in is very old. Their pipe is rusting. The owner ignore their needs. And also the government do not support those old owners to take good management in their buildings. 
The number of people killed by the Wuhan virus epidemic has jumped to 1,110 in China after Hubei reported 94 new deaths. In its daily update, the Central Province's Health Commission also confirmed another 1,638 new cases. More than 44,000 people have now been infected in the mainland. At an emergency meeting in Geneva, the Director General of the WHO, Tedros Adamon Ghebreyesus, described the virus as public enemy number one. Outbreaks can bring serious upheavals, serious consequences to the world. It's not just a health security issue. It's a matter of political, social and economic upheavals. It can affect all, all areas of society. And that's why we have to take it seriously. You know, the world, when it talks about terrorism, to be honest, a virus is more powerful in creating political, economic and social upheaval than any terrorist attack. Japan says it's confirmed coronavirus infections in another 39 people on board a cruise ship being quarantined in the port of Yokohama. The BBC's Rupert Wingfield Hayes reports from Tokyo. This is yet another big jump in the number of passengers on board the Diamond Princess who have fallen ill from the coronavirus. The ship now represents the biggest single outbreak of the virus outside mainland China, with 175 confirmed cases, including one Japanese health worker who went on board to help out. All of those confirmed to have the virus are being taken off the ship and treated in hospital. Four of those previously hospitalised are now reported to be in a serious condition. Meanwhile, on board the Diamond Princess, around 2,600 passengers and over 1,000 crew remain in quarantine. The MTR is asking people not to rush to take the first train on the new Tunma line opening on Friday morning in light of the coronavirus outbreak. Rail enthusiasts often flock to get on the first train on new lines. The MTR says the extended section of the Maonshan line, which runs between Taiwai and Diamond Hill, will make it more convenient for passengers to travel between Kowloon East and Northeast New Territories. MTR General Manager Alan Zhang says the new line will cut travel time from Taiwai to Diamond Hill from about 17 minutes to just 9. Due to the interchange arrangement, uh, passengers from the uh, East Rail Line and the Maonshan Line going to the um, eastern part of the Kowloon and the eastern part of the Hong Kong will be benefited. They will be uh, having a shorter journey time. So I think this group of people will choose to change the Twin Ma Line at the uh, Daiwai station. Research seen by the BBC suggests that part of the Amazon rainforest has started to emit more carbon dioxide than it absorbs, a development that would have worrying implications for efforts to tackle climate change. Scientists from Brazil's National Institute for Space Research say that while most of the rainforest is still able to absorb large quantities of carbon dioxide, an area in the southeast, about a fifth of the total area, appears to be losing that capacity. Professor Carlos Noble is from the University of Sao Paulo. This is a very, very worrying observation because it could be showing the beginnings of a major tipping point. In our calculations, if we exceeded 20 to 25 percent of deforestation in the Amazon, today we are at about 17 percent, and global warming continues unabated with high emission scenarios, then the tipping point would be reached. 
Votes are being counted after the U.S. Democratic Party primary in the state of New Hampshire, the second stage in the contest, to determine who will challenge Donald Trump for the White House. The left-wing Senator Bernie Sanders is out in front. The BBC's Chris Butler reports. Bernie Sanders appears to have cemented his position as an early frontrunner in the battle to challenge Donald Trump in November's presidential election. According to exit polls in New Hampshire, he is leading. But it's a close three-way fight between him, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar. That's a significant achievement for the Minnesota senator, whose support has surged in recent days after an impressive performance on the debate stage last week. She appears to have leapfrogged both Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden, whose campaigns are likely to be shaken by these results. All four U.S. Justice Department prosecutors working on the case of Roger Stone, the convicted former advisor to President Trump, have asked to be released from further involvement. Their decision comes immediately after the department indicated it would override their recommendations to sentence Mr. Stone to between seven and nine years. Mr. Trump said he hadn't asked for the sentence reduction, but he said he'd have been able to if he wanted. He also sharply criticized the prosecution. The recommendation was ridiculous. I thought the whole prosecution was ridiculous. And I look at others that haven't been prosecuted, or I don't know where it is now. But when you see that, I thought it was an insult to our country, and it shouldn't happen. And uh, we'll see what, what goes on there. But uh, that was a... Uh, that was a horrible aberration. The Swiss authorities say they're investigating allegations that a company based in Switzerland, which makes encryption devices, was for decades a front operated by the CIA and West German intelligence to spy on over a hundred countries. The Washington Post, which uncovered the story together with Germany's ZDF public broadcaster, is calling it the intelligence coup of the century. The BBC's Rory Seelan-Jones has more details. They're quoting in that line, the intelligence coup of the century, a classified CIA history of this extraordinary operation. What we're talking about is a world-leading company selling encryption devices, basically code-making machines, with a history going back to World War II. The company's called Crypto AG. It's a Swiss company. And over the years, it's had customers in over 120 countries, everyone from Iran to military governments in Latin America, even the Vatican. But the investigation by the Washington Post and ZDF, a German broadcaster, has basically found that it was secretly owned for decades by the CIA and by West German intelligence. And the encryption devices it sold were rigged so that the spy agencies could effectively listen in. A key image in the history of pop art, David Hockney's The Splash, has sold at auction in London for 31 million US dollars. The painting, a delicately rendered splash in a still Californian swimming pool, is one of a series of three that the British artist created in the 1960s while living in the state. The BBC's David Silido says it represents a world far removed from Hockney's home in an industrial town in northern England. He once described himself, he said, I was one of the few students who actually managed to sell some paintings. <laughs> and by 1962, he said he'd made £300 and he could go to America with that and it would last him for three months. And that's where he first encountered California and he, where he encountered Los Angeles. And he said, oh, no one else is painting this. I might have a go at this. And if you compare Bradford in the 50s and early 60s with Los Angeles, you can see where this came from.
Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 109.82 yen, the euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 9 cents, the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 6 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,883, sorry, 784. That's 200 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $56 billion. Sports, here's Adam Jones. An NHL hockey game has been postponed after a player collapsed during the game. Jay Bomeister of the St. Louis Blues collapsed on the bench in the first period of a game against the Ducks in Anaheim. The defenseman appeared to be grabbing a drink of water when he began to slowly fall. Medical staff rushed the Blues bench and the player was transported to a hospital. Both teams went back to their dressing rooms and the game was called off a few minutes later with the score tied at 1. The 36-year-old Bullmeister has been known for his strong skating and conditioning. He helped the Blues win the Stanley Cup last season and was an Olympic gold medalist with Canada in 2014. He also held one of the longest Ironman streaks in NHL history with 737 consecutive games played. Now, it's being reported that Major League Baseball is considering making some significant changes to the postseason, including increasing the number of teams from 10 to 14 and adding a reality TV show to determine which teams play each other in the wildcard round. It could be introduced as early as 2022. Cindy Bourne of the Washington Post believes the MLB commissioner, Rob Manfred, is looking to reach a younger audience. I think... He wants to jazz up the game, make it more exciting. He's looking for something to appeal to a younger generation because baseball's audience is is not skewing young. You know, it's an old audience. But what has been the general reaction to all this? Not good. The players would have to approve that. And the baseball union is, you know, is one of the powerful unions in sports uh, here in America. And I'm, you know, I just don't think players are going to be eager to do it um, by 2022. Cincinnati Reds pitcher um, yes. Trevor Bauer was really outspoken about it. You know, so the purists hate it. Cindy Bourne of the Washington Post speaking to the BBC's Rob Schofield. In other baseball news, the Boston Red Sox have promoted their bench coach Ron Renneke to interim manager. The 63-year-old replaces Alex Cora, who was let go following his role in the Houston Astros 2017 sign-stealing scandal. MLB is investigating into whether the Red Sox engaged in illegal sign-stealing during their 2018 championship season. If Renneke is cleared of any wrongdoing, he's expected to stay in the role on a permanent basis. The promotion was announced on the day Boston's pitchers and catchers report to spring training. Renneke is tasked with building a lineup without former MVP Mookie Betts and star pitcher David Price. Both players were traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers on Monday in a salary dump. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung reporting. To end the news, our top stories. Nurses warn a protective clothing shortage could lead to coronavirus infections within hospitals. The number of cases on board a cruise liner quarantined in Japan rises to over 170. The news from RTHK. Okay.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the 12th of February is today's date. Many thanks to Phil. Phil on the morning brew this morning. We've got a busy program today. We're going to start the program uh, by talking about the superwoman syndrome. That's right. And we'll be chatting with Benita Perch, who's a naturopathic physician about this syndrome. Are you a woman juggling multiple roles of being a mother, a boss, a homemaker and a wife? <laughs> That's right. That's a lot of roles for one person. Uh, stay tuned at 1.30 to find out ways to manage this for yourselves. And after 2 o'clock, we'll be chatting with anthropologist Professor Gordon Matthews about whether we're seeing an outbreak of coronavirus-related xenophobia against mainland Chinese people. Um, that'll come up just after the 2 o'clock news. And uh, finally, after 2.30, Cruzan McCalligan uh, joins us for our midweek audio column. And this week... Cruz uh, will talk about strawberries, sweet, delicious, and fascinating. And of course, we want to hear from you also. So feel free to weigh in.